now. Welcome everyone. Today we're here with Jane, who has a very beautiful story about her journey as basically a two times um, health best-selling author and, and therapist. And uh, so let me give the word to her because she's probably much better than me in introducing herself. Jane, welcome. Can you tell the, the public, uh, people watching or, or listening to this, who you are, what you do? Give us like a brief in, introduction about yourself. Okay. So like lots of people, I began with an interest in food and nutrition and how we can support our health um, just through what we eat. Um, the kind of things that a lot of people don't realize where modern lifestyles are impacting on health. Uh, we can change that just by looking at what we're eating. So that's fundamentally my interest. Uh, but I soon realized that uh, there's much more to be gained by focusing on specific areas. Uh, and I began looking at mental health, anxiety. Um, that's where I began looking at the power of food. And then an underlying interest, which I've always held, is um, in the uh, reproduction of human beings. So it's uh, really one of the most significant issues for us now is our fertility. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's an area that I've um, has a long term interest in and looking into how we can actually uh, improve our fertility through food choices is amazing, uh, really powerful. Um, and the sad reality at the moment is that there are lots of people who are struggling, you know, both male and female um, fertility is running into the kind of problems that um, are related to, to modern lifestyles. So that, yeah, that's that's where I began to focus very much on um, how we can support fertility Okay, so let's go through the whole uh, journey because I did see the whole journey with you. Uh, we did the research uh, for your first book together. When was this? About two years ago? Was it 2021? Uh, yes, was it? It was 2020. 2020, 2020. I think, yeah. 2020. So like Jane and I in 2020, uh, probably end of 2020, uh, we we did some research for her first book, which did uh, fairly good, fairly well, uh, on uh, food and anxiety. I think there was five good foods for anxiety. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And we did all of the market research. We did the keyword research. Uh, and uh, that was her first like um book as an as an o for um am i correct yes can you tell us can you tell us like um uh, like briefly about that book and why anxiety because at the time you were also working with uh musicians is that correct yeah so give yeah. us like the, the let's begin with that book and then we go to the to the to the new one yeah so it, it comes down to the, the same principles that apply to lots of areas of health really how we can uh, actually support our bodies uh, to support our minds uh, to deal with um, the kind of situations like uh, music performance anxiety because that's something that musicians over the centuries have had to contend with um, 
and and it's a huge problem if if you are a musician and you want to mm-hmm. be able to perform successfully and then you after all the practice that you've done and and all the standards that you achieve suddenly something stops you actually being able to share um share your music with other people so it's a huge problem um and i looked into that um broadly and deeply so just looking into what we can do just to taking uh you know our own bodies and how we can strengthen our resources to overcome something like music performance anxiety the very interesting very interesting yeah i i I remember all of your path in that field because you basically like uh, became very very well known in the in the in the in the world of um, of music performance anxiety like uh, you helped several people in uh, facebook groups uh, you 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 founded your own facebook group uh, and it's been like a like a very cool uh, cool journey because like uh, probably like hundreds of people uh, were helped by and were like impacted by your by your ideas would that be uh, accurate yes yes i think so the um yeah the okay okay very interesting so now i'm curious to see how the the latest book uh, which can you first of all can you give us the the title so the title is um Preconception, um, food and lifestyle, um, and it's a guide for women to nurture their fertility and their pregnancy. So there are uh, two real um, stages in the book. It's thinking about preparing um, for a future pregnancy. So what you can actually do, what what a woman can do to support her own body, um, to develop um healthy eggs so the follicles which are there since since the female is born um they need to develop they need to mature in a healthy way um and that's that can be hugely impacted by food choices so that's one aspect but also preparing for the pregnancy when a woman's body goes through a lot of changes and you need to support um both the with a woman's body to prepare for um, just the pregnancy and the birth, but also the developing um, new life, the, the developing baby. So looking at all the things that um, that can help that. Okay. okay. And obviously um, we are going to put the, the in the video description or podcast description, all the links uh, to uh, both of uh, Jane's books and and also her business partner Regan book uh, as well. We're gonna put it down below or up above, depending where you are on Spotify, Facebook, Google, whatever you are. You're gonna find up, either up above or down below. There's gonna be all the links of everything we discuss. But um, I remember like about was it about um, four or five months ago that. Um, like I did a masterclass on um, on um, keywords and and, uh, and uh, books uh, for for therapists, and and I remember Regan, which is the the, the gentleman you're you're working with uh, in this um, field here. He came to that uh, masterclass, uh, but I can't remember. Were you there as well? Yes, yes, I was, and I was also very interested in male fertility because. 
male fertility is rapidly declining um, in in the, this day in this time that we're living in, hugely linked to food and lifestyle. So I was very interested in that. But um, as a therapist, I think it's very important for men who struggle to engage with some of the issues here. It's very important that they can relate to a man, a male therapist. So I, I had an academic interest um, and I was chatting with Regan a lot. And then I decided, well, why not? I've had this long-term underlying interest in female fertility and pregnancy um, and, and babies. So I saw the opportunity, it was an exciting opportunity to work alongside Regan um, and I decided to do to write another book, which yeah, was because I, I I clearly remember that during that masterclass, Regan was asking me about um, uh, what I was thinking about male fertility, and we did some research on on the keywords and everything. So I I, I did not remember if you were there as well, but you were there as well. Like uh, yeah, okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, you're absolutely right because like. Uh, I've, I think there is like a problem with, with men where it's a bit hard to to question our what our masculinity or our uh capacity of prowess in in conception but it's certainly like a problem and I would like to add one thing which I think is very important of what you said about male fertility which is Yes, food and lifestyle are important, but there is also, I think, like that's the effect that I see on my testosterone, uh, which is really like mental and emotional. The, the more you you act as a victim, the more you 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 like you don't want to act and take responsibility for your life, the more your testosterone goes low. I don't know if this is scientifically proven or not. I, I see it on myself. When I moan and then uh, don't do my stuff, I feel like garbage. The days I take responsibility and do my stuff. And that's very, also very important. And I've noticed that a lot of people, a lot of guys, they're like into this like complaining mentality, which is like, uh, I'm sure it has have an effect also on their fertility because like it's not what testosterone would make you do. So I think there is also that element. Uh, and um, and uh, I had this conversation also with Regan and uh, um, he's also like, because he is like a, a determined young man, like, uh, Mm, that's very important and he can be like a really really good um role model for for people uh, because he's really really good so recently you went to the fertility show um guide us through what happened and you were very successful like uh as far as i because jenny and i spoke yesterday so i know these things <laughs> uh so i did my research but um you basically had your own stand and you basically sold everything you had guide us through all the books you had guide us through what happened and everything yeah so uh the idea first came up round about the time when we were both writing our books so regan was writing his book and i was writing mine and i just you know when i was just doing my general research see what else is out there what's happening i saw this uh possibility a uh, very big show in london and I thought it was an amazing opportunity uh, because it's, although we're writing the books, uh, it's not just about the books. We really want to get our message out there. We want to talk to people. We want to actually empower people to make changes in their lives. So this seemed like an amazing opportunity. I could see that last year they had over 2000 visitors 
So uh, we decided to do it uh, together. And uh, that was last weekend in London. And again, there were over 2000 visitors and we had some objectives. First of all, at the lowest level, we had our books to share, to sell uh, with people because for a lot of people, just the basic understanding, making some simple changes will have a powerful effect. You know, one small change can have a huge effect and change yeah. your life and change your health. So we wanted to get that out there and we did that very successfully. We um, So we're, we um, are known as preconception nutrition and specifically for, for men and for women. So supporting both and masses of people wherever their fertility journey was taking them lots of people uh were really interested um amazing in what we had to say to discover you know how their food might be affecting their fertility and also really importantly to find out what they could do to change that so um that was that was one of our um aims was to just share the basic knowledge but also uh, we're using functional testing because we can go so far with general recommendations and we can make the same recommendations for a lot of people. But if we use functional testing where we're really digging deep um, to, to find those underlying imbalances, um, inflammation, whatever is happening inside the body that people might be unaware of. So people think that they, you know, their health is quite good. Um, and then they find that, you know, fertility, things are just not working the way that they had hoped. Uh, and maybe they don't realize that that their health is not as robust as they believed, that there are little things developing inside. So, yeah, so we're using functional testing where where we can't solve the issues easily, where we need to actually clarify. Um, and that's yeah, that's so that's the the next level of our um, support that we offer. Okay, so if I understood correctly, it is possible to work with you and Regan uh, directly. So yes. if there is a couple who are struggling for fertility and they want to, to do these kind of things naturally, or they want to improve their chances of doing, for example, they want to do IVF, but they want to improve their chances, um, it is possible for them to, to get in contact with you. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, we, we talk to a lot of people. Um, and, and what is striking is that although it, it's amazing what IVF can offer to couples or individuals who, who want to conceive and, and then it's not happening naturally. I mean, it's absolutely amazing what it can offer. The reality is that, that there are people who are going for round after round of after round of IVF, which is it's traumatic um, when it doesn't work. Uh, it's expensive. Um, and actually just making the links with supporting general health to yeah. give the IVF a better chance. So, yeah, we are happy to support uh, anyone in their fertility journey, um, whether it's natural conception or whether it's IVF, um, to just strengthen the body um, to prepare for conception. Okay. And uh, we will put the link uh, of... Um for contacting you down below as well. So we can, uh, so if um, anyone listening can, they can uh, uh, contact Jane and Regan to act with that. And and I have one more question because as you know, like probably about 50, 60% of people listening to this 
will be therapists, mostly nutritionists, dietitians, doctors, especially on Spotify. I don't know, like normally I have five, 600 people watching or listening to every episode. Do you do some coaching for, let's say, let's say there is like a therapist uh, who wants to know more about this because they want to help their client. Would you guys um, do some mentoring with some, something that you may consider doing in the future? So if someone doesn't, they are graduated, but they don't really know what to do and they can learn from an expert. Would this, something, would this be something you're interested in or something that you could do in the future? Yes, absolutely. It's, I mean, our main focus at the moment is re- working with clients, but I already um, support um, other therapists who maybe haven't finished studying uh, mm-hmm. to, to direct their focus. And the big lesson for me since I graduated um, in nutrition was to learn to specialise because the more you spread yourself thin, you you can't really do it. So actually understanding um, the importance of specialising, how to do it, and and how to make the most of opportunities. Because it's not they're not going to opportunities are not going to come and find you. You have to look for them, and you have to take advantage of the opportunities when they present themselves. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and uh, that's a problem. Like uh, well, you did see, like you are in. My groups, we have, I don't know, 150 people between two groups. And how many people do you do you see regularly? 10, about 10, maybe 15 sometimes, about less than 10% of people actually. And that's a shame because you spend so much time studying, so much time learning. And then if, if you don't promote yourself, you don't try, I think it's going to, I mean, I'm, I guess one person out of a thousand, they can be lucky and they can get opportunities to go into that. Because that's also possible, but largely in, for the rest of of us, nine hundred and ninety nine, it's a matter of doing the right things all the time, and some things would work, some things would would not work, and you try again until you get the right things. And I don't really see any other option. In the, like uh, w- when you decided to go to the fertility show, I I, I imagine you had to invest uh, time, and money, right, to do that. Yeah, and it could yeah. have gone wrong. Uh, yeah yeah so we had the advantage where we were supporting each other and encouraging each other um but the the investment the money investment it wasn't huge um we put a lot of time into it we planned it carefully and i think that that helped us and we we knew we didn't know what to expect so um we, we were very very happy with what happened uh but we had aims for afterwards so it didn't stop there. Um, and we've been able to refine our aims now and our goals and learn from it um, so that we can go back next year even better, even stronger, offering even more for people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think another th- the thing that is really helpful is finding something that you're passionate about. Uh, that is hugely motivating. And that's always been the case for me that um, that whatever I've focused on, I, I have been passionate about and this is no different. I've worked, spent many, many years working with families. Um, so it's something I believe in um, very, very much. And that that is hugely motivating to just find something where you feel excited every day that you can do something to help. Okay. So Jane, I have one last question for, for you before we, we close the interview. 
And imagine like we have like a couple listening to this interview here. What would you say is the number one problem you see people struggling to 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 have babies? What is the number one problem they have to face? Like um, obviously, like generally speaking, what would you say is the yeah the number one? So the, the number one problem that that everyone has to face there's a little contradiction because we're very much focused on the individual. So um, a lot of, you know, what people need to face, it depends on where their starting point is, but, but fundamentally our, you know, our food choices, our meal routines, our habits um, are, are what needs to change because people don't realize. And I would say it's clear that the evidence for a, a Mediterranean diet uh, is hugely supportive of fertility. Um, the the evidence is there. We know that a Mediterranean diet um, is supportive for health generally, cardiovascular health, general health, but clearly it also supports fertility. So it's about understanding what a Mediterranean diet is, because we can all think about it and dream about it. Oh, you know, the Mediterranean, it's it's all about pizza and you know, a glass of red wine, but it's actually understanding the principles of a Mediterranean diet and it's less processed food. It's what you take out um, as well as what you put in. So, you know, more home cooking, making sure that you're eating plenty of vegetables, good quality protein, rainbow um, colors as well. Um, and that, that for a lot of people, that will be the, the starting point. That's all that they need. So we can give general advice. Um, and in a nutshell, I suppose it would be Mediterranean diet and but understand what the mediterranean diet is yeah, um yeah, yeah which is not eating like uh, they do in italy <laughs> that's not mediterranean diet <laughs> at least well, at least from where i live it has nothing yeah. to do with what you read in the books <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing but there are 23 countries around the mediterranean sea so it's it's not just one narrow thing and people can adapt it it's the principles mm -hmm. of the traditional mediterranean diet which they can adapt you don't, mm. you know, you don't have to go to Italy and, and get the olives or whatever if if you're living in London, but you can adapt it and you can you choose seasonal, um, fresh vegetables. Um, you can adapt it. Perfect, perfect. All right, thank you, Jane, for for being with us. And uh, guys, um, any link uh, to to contact Jane for her books, for Regan books, uh, or to to work with her directly will be found either down below or up above and uh, once this episode has been finishing with its um, editing and everything will be available on um, all uh, my, my social media so I'm going to post it uh, everywhere. Jane, thank you for being with us Thank you Nice to no. talk to you <laughs> Thank you, I'm going to close here Ciao, ciao, bye bye <laughs>